Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code BREADBOX at checkout for 20% off at catholicsingles.com. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app/breadbox. Welcome to Holy Smokes Catholic Review, your weekly dose of good cigars and the good news. This podcast is brought to you by St. John Vianney Catholic Church in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Incensing the temple today, Father Scott Mansfield, pastor and former rock radio DJ, Tony Willemitis, the guy who knows everything, and Will Tapia, the guy who thinks he knows everything. Now, here's your host, Father Scott. It is Holy Smokes Catholic Review. Father Scott, your host, along with Tony Willemitis, minus William Tapia, who's got a new job over there at Big Louie's Pasta <laughs> Cafe. <laughs> We so, were just we were just at Big Louie's tonight. Yeah, it's good. It's delicious food. Yeah, but we saw I'm, we. I'm, I'm big Scotty now. We, <laughs> I know, right? They, we talk about uh, you know the freshman fifteen or whatever that college people put on. I've I've put on the COVID twenty. COVID twenty. Yeah, and that's the last time I'm going to mention that. By the way, um, that in, that insidious nefarious uh, thing. Mm. Okay, so we were just over at, at Big Louie's, and we were having some pasta. And uh, outside, we, outside, actually, under the tent, it was beautiful next nice. to the road, next to the road. And yeah. I kept wondering, is there going to be a drunk coming flying down Jeez. the road and off the, you know, the That's road? Terribly morbid. The... Why do you <laughs> think of such things and why do you bring them up? Because it's on a, on a, our podcast is, is lighthearted and uplifting. And then you're 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 bringing up these tragic scenarios. <laughs> it's very, very depressing. Well, it was a concern. <laughs> Well, it didn't seem to bother you while you were eating your pasta. Um, so, hey, so the reason we know that Will is working over at Big Louie's is because we walked through, when we walked in to get our, um, you know, seat, uh, because you have to go to the host stand and then they take you back outdoors. Um, we saw through the restaurant, we saw in the back, there was the, the back of a, a, of a man with his dark, dark colored hair and looked like the right height of Will. So we you know, were like, hey, Will. And he turns around, and sure enough, he's back there washing dishes. I guess Big Louie is hard up for help. And, and, and William was hard up for a job, so. <laughs> right. because the podcast isn't paying him much. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, he had a stack of dishes uh, up to the ceiling that he had to get through. I feel yeah. bad for these restaurants. He they don't little, have as many. He was a little slow because <laughs> well, he was drinking a beer at the same time. Well, <laughs> he was, yeah, like a, a beer he got from one of the local breweries. <laughs> Okay, so listen, you hear an odd sort of voice back there laughing. And, That's right. Uh, we we, have, we do have a third guest. person tonight, special guest. And his name is Zach Gard, and he's a convert to the faith from Mormonism, and he has a great family, and we're going to be talking to him about his conversion. And he's one of our, uh, you know, our regular friends, and uh, I know he enjoys uh, imbibing. Okay. And, of, this, uh, of the pipe tobacco, you mean. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Amongst other things. Mm-hmm. He's a pipe smoker. His name is Zach Gard. Welcome, Snack, Thank to, the, you, to the podcast. Honored to be here. Honored to uh, to fill Will's spot here. 
Yeah. I, I'm not nearly the uh, snappy dresser that Will is, but I'm, I'm feeling, I'm kind of channeling him, so maybe by the time I would this is say, done, yeah, I don't know. Oh. I would say of all the parishioners at St. John Vianney, you, you probably give him the, the most run for his he's money. Got, he's got some shoes. I've noticed. He's he does the, have some shoes. Yeah, you know, no, that's something that's true. William is a snappy dresser, but the is, last two, the last two podcasts, he's wearing these hideous, uh, like, sandal things. I'm like, what is that? They're, and then his feet are uglier than hell. They're, they're, you know. pri- they're primitive sandal things. got the ugliest feet. <laughs> uh, he does. I mean, you know. I try not to look. <laughs> so, okay, so, Zach, we just said that you have a family of five kids, um, and you actually you attend St. John Vianney, and you also help out here at the parish, too. You, yes, you are so involved in some lay ministry. Uh, this, uh, last season, I guess you'd say, uh, helped out with the confirmation program. Awesome. And have to say that, like, so I, I moved out here, um, gosh, a year and a half ago. From? Uh, from Independence, Missouri, Kansas City area. Good um, place. And uh, and I had worked full-time for a parish back then, uh, back in Independence. And I loved it. I mean, it's probably my favorite job to this day that I've ever done, but um, also super taxing. I mean, just, it can drain you if, if um, you know, if you let it and... Um, so I was pretty tapped out. So when we moved out here, my wife and I were both kind of like, you know what? We're just going to go be parishioners for a while. We're not going to get involved in anything. We're just going to. And then uh, the the lady made the announcement, and she sounded so sad and so so worried that there wasn't mm-hmm. going to be enough help for. Well, I coached her on. Right. I, I figured. I figured you did. You know. Yeah. Make sure you look sad and sound sad. So get that some, we get, get some tears. Well, we want some response. <laughs> it's all an act. Yeah. Just to get people involved. So, so she uh, she made the announcement. I kind of looked over at my wife, and she was like, "Okay." And so uh, so I volunteered for for the confirmation program and. I had been involved with some confirmation programs, and they were rough. The kids didn't want to be there. The parents didn't care if the kids were there. So I didn't know what I was walking into. So uh, first day I walked in, and there was like 50-plus kids, and this was the greatest group of kids that aren't they great? I have ever worked with. Our kids I mean, are great. Fantastic. And, and and Abby, our leader, is great. She did an amazing job. And that's why I told her, I was like, this is easy as long as somebody else is shouldering everything. I just, I just show up and do my thing. And... Um, yeah, so Abby did did wonderful, and then and the um, the confirmation retreat, which was right before the COVID shutdown mm-hmm. and everything. I mean, that was that was just a, a highlight of my year up to, there. In, in, in and so we are at the Pecos Monastery. It's up yeah. there at the Our Lady of, uh, of Guadalupe, yeah, in Pecos, New Mexico. Beautiful, beautiful setting. Yeah, so we were there, and then we came back, and then it was the COVID thing right after. So that that Sunday after. Uh, that was the first weekend for no masses. Yeah. So yeah. I kept waiting around uh, thinking, oh, no, you know, we're all those kids packed into this place. So I kept waiting for, you know, starting getting phone calls, you know, oh, mm-hmm. my kid People is sick. People being sick, whatever. Everybody's sick. But yeah. that, thank God, that didn't happen. And it didn't yeah, happen. No. Wow. happened. And it was, I mean, it was a great, great weekend, happen. great group of kids. So for anybody, if you have any parents listening, you're, you're doing a great, great job out there. So. Yep. That's awesome. Have we confirmed all of them now? I know you guys were doing shifts because there were so many. Yeah. You they're, were doing they're shifts. Yeah. They're all confirmed. They're all confirmed. Mm-hmm. Oh, praise God. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yep. yep. So, okay. So, um, now we, we are going to get to you in a, in a yep. minute, but I have to. Okay. So, last week. Yes. Steve Montiel. That's right. He called in at the end of the show. <laughs> oh, remember? Yeah, he called in at the and end of the show. And we put him on. Just like my phone's ringing right now, but it's not Steve Montiel. <laughs> That'd be funny if it was. <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> Victor. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so he calls, and then, uh, so we were going to smoke. It was at the end of the podcast. We're going to smoke, so uh, we went out. He he called back and said, I'm coming over. So he lives uh, a good distance from here. So uh, he traveled out from the city out to the desert where we're at, (laughs) and uh, he says, I have a gift. So we smoked first, and then he brought over the gift, and he brought... Um, now, I'm a Padron, you know, a smoker. Right. I smoke Padron cigars. So I always get the box of Padrones, right? It's a nice box, mm-hmm. you know, so um, cedar box. So uh, he took a box, all right, and then uh, he has a friend, okay, uh, who, and this guy's name is Rich Willis, and he makes oh, cigar yeah. box guitars. This was, this was guitars. so awesome. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So he brought me a cigar box guitar. Oh, that's cool. right. And this thing, and it's engraved. I'm surprised you didn't bring it back so you could entertain us tonight. Well, it's back in, it's, and I didn't bring the amp, okay, but <laughs> it's the coolest gift I have 
ever received. It's not I've actually, received some cool gifts. This is <laughs> the coolest gift ever. It's actually made out of a Padron 7000 cigar box. That's right. Mm-hmm. That they had to hunt down on eBay, I think. And then... Um, and, well, and they could have just gotten one from you. I know. I got them stacked up in the corner. <laughs> and then they, and then uh, this guy, Rich, uh, super crafty man, and um, he added the neck of the guitar and the strings and all that. Oh, and, it has pickups. It's a slide, yeah. you know, slide guitar, right? So, Absolutely. And then instructions, how to tune, how to play it, and I'll learn. I'm already gotten a figure. Well, I've already gotten it. I'm already figuring out. Yeah, you should out. probably take some guitar lessons now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, but I'm figuring this thing out. And now here's the danger. It's in my office. Yeah. Okay, oh, so, so you get distracted playing. I have to take it home because. Playing the guitar. Yeah, because I have this desk work and it's Super not getting rad. done because I'm. <laughs> yeah, it's such a cool. I'd like to hear it hooked up to the amp. Um, All right. So I think that'd be, that would sound really neat. Okay, but listen. So he gave me this website. Uh-huh. Um, if you're interested in learning how to... And it's interesting because I was watching... This was months ago. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne has that show with his son where they travel around. Mm-hmm. Ozzy's... Uh, 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 what is it? I uh, forget the name of the show, but... Uh, Ozzy's Great gone. Adventures or something. No, yeah. Something, yeah, something, something weird like, like that. The Adventures of Ozzy and, okay. and Jack. Or I forget what it is. But anyway, so they, they go to a cigar box shop. And when I saw that, I'm like, ooh, I got I to gotta get me one of those. Well, now I have cigar to. cigar box guitar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have the cigar box. I have the cigars. I had never had. Now I got the the. the now cigar you have box the guitar. guitar. Now your life is complete. All right. So uh, learncigarbox.com. and uh, what is it so, called? Um. Uh, so learncigarbox.com if you want to learn how to play. Okay. Uh, CBGiddy.com also is on here. So I just the coolest thing ever. Is it, I'm just, is it just your standard six string? No, three, three strings. Three strings. So nice. It's all slide huh. and stuff. Very cool. And, man, I've been having so much fun with that thing. <laughs> yeah, kudos. Shout out to yeah. Steve Montiel for yeah. the gift and to Rich for being such a yeah. clever craftsman. <laughs> the coolest, man. That's awesome. Very nice. Very cool. Yeah. Well, so what else has been going on? Mm-hmm. Lots of news. I, you know what I try to do? I try to stay away from all the hullabaloo, you know? Yeah. Like, I've realized ever since my retreat, and I think I told you guys that I had done a retreat a few weeks mm-hmm. ago, and ever since getting back from there, like, my whole MO now is just stay away from the drama. Wherever I see <laughs> right. drama, it's never served me well in the past. I don't think it would serve <laughs> me well now. So if I see, like, a little, an area of drama, then I just avoid it, and I go the, the other direction, because then I can keep my peace. By the way, I wanted to commend Father for putting a message of peace out on the church mm. uh, uh, billboard. Yeah, the, the electronic nice. billboard out yep. here. Just says I think, peace. if anything, that's what people need nowadays, is just to be reminded, yeah. live, live yeah. uh, within the confines of peace. Yeah, and then I brought up in the homily this weekend, based on what you said uh, last week on the podcast about, uh, look, we're watching the news. We go to bed angry. So the other night, hmm. Friday night, Greg Bershin. Uh, yeah, no, Greg, yeah, shout out to Greg and Tina. So he's got this beautiful house up on the hill, you know, yeah, overlooking the city. Overlook. You can see the lights of hey, Albuquerque. Kind of like yes. this guy right here, kind of like Zach. <laughs> Zach's got an awesome house, too. Yeah, nice he does. little... Okay, keep going. What about Greg? <laughs> you got this view of the mountains. That's uh-huh. amazing. All right, so... Greg calls and says, hey, I have steaks, so why don't you pick up a bottle of wine and come on over, right? So, well, I love cow, you know, so right. I, I went over, and uh, so after we ate, we're sitting drinking some, some wine, and, and uh, the clouds just came rolling mm. over the mountain, the storm, rainbow, it was amazing, the different, you know how it is, the sky in New Mexico It's the best. It is. Yeah, I've, you know, I've lived in Hawaii, I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. <laughs> but... The sunsets in Hawaii are nice, but the sunsets in New Mexico are better. And the sun rises and the moon rises, too, yep. over the mountain. That's a true statement. You can't beat the sky here. And, and it's very, we are very fortunate. It's a state line thing because, you know, I travel for work and we will be in Texas and, and it'll just be, you know, no, no disrespect to Texas. But as soon as you cross the state line, there's something magical that happens when you cross the state border and the skies are just mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. It's just yeah, there's so, special. So yeah. we're watching this the the storm roll in. There's lightning. It starts raining. We're under the, you know, the porch and and stuff. So we're just sitting there, just taking it all in, all right, and marveling at God's creation. And so I went home that night happy. Of course, the wine had something to do with it, but you know, just so joyful and filled with you know just love and creation. Now, had Greg not called me, I probably would have watched the news that night. And I would have gone to bed yeah. angry it's and true. confused and sad and 
despairing and, and right. hating on people. Yeah, kind of like so, when you used to watch the Patriots play. Uh, no, I was usually <laughs> mostly happy because they were always winning. I got tired of winning so much. Oh boy! No, but I'm just saying. Okay, no, it's so, absolutely true. You had to make a you have to make a radically different choice than the one uh, that that a lot of us get sucked into making. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you get pulled into the stuff of this world, you're going to be yeah. angry. You're going to be sad. You're going to you know. That's right. That was my announcement this. last week. Stop watching right. TV. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, so you'll be happier wife, for it. My wife says. Uh, I think she said, stay away from the news. There's nothing good going on there. You know, she made some comment about that. And my oldest daughter said, didn't you listen to Father Scott? He said, just, just you got to unplug. You got to stay away from that. So, so. There you go. But at, at least one of my children is listening to your homilies, Father. So. Well, thanks. <laughs> one, out of, one out of seven yeah, that's <laughs> not, that are not sleeping in that family. So I'm, in, I'm improving. I'm <laughs> there in, you go. I'm <laughs> improving. Um, now, there was something. Oh, okay. So something I want to bring up, and I know we don't want to talk about the coronavirus. Okay, but I do want to bring this up from last week. And I thought you and Will both gave really great answers. And I tried to play the devil's advocate a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I could bit tell. About, um, <laughs> that you took know. us 12 minutes, by the way, to get to this subject, but keep going. Okay, so... Sorry, the, uh, Beulah. Yeah, sorry, Beulah. <laughs> uh, Beulah, tune out. This is going to take about 25 minutes, okay? <laughs> then come back. Um, no, so... Um, uh, so I brought up uh, with the vaccine thing, and I know that AstraZeneca, that vaccine, they are saying uh, contains... You know, material from aborted babies, Mm -hmm. fetuses and and so on. Okay, so um, now I use the the as I was playing devil's advocate, the uh, the the example of the leg, you know, the gangrene leg. And Mm -hmm. I thought William's answer was really good. Okay, so I just want to um, uh, say this because, okay, so I mentioned earlier how I love cow. That's right. So I don't I don't kill animals. I don't hunt. Okay, now if I have to kill an animal, but there's plenty of vegetables, I'll eat the vegetables and let the animal live. However, I love beef and I love chicken. Okay, so I always use that excuse. Okay, so, um, well, the cow's dead already, and Mm -hmm. my not eating this steak is not going to bring the cow back. Why can't I do that? Then with the uh, vaccine saying, well, it's already a done deal. They've already made it. Why can't I take this vaccine? Why can't I do that? Are you asking us? I am asking one of you. <laughs> and since you're the guy again, who knows I, I, again, I say um, you can't cooperate in evil, right, in any manner or form, and um, and that's a like I said, moral teaching of the Catholic Church, right? Um, part of uh, the set of beliefs, moral beliefs that we subscribe to, and so you'd be participating even in a tertiary way by. Um, by through through your participation in this vaccine, condoning it ultimately, right? You're ultimately condoning it. It's already a done deal, sure, of course. But let's say, uh, like, say some mob mobster um, gave you, you know, ten thousand dollars, and and you said, well, um, where'd you get this money? And he said, you know, like, what's it to you? Yeah, forget about it. You know, you can't take that ten thousand dollars. Like, even if the money's already been stolen and it's it doesn't have a good chance of going anywhere else. That was a um, really good impersonation you, you of think. Big Louie. <laughs> Big, Louie, Big Louie, I know. Well, we were just there tonight, so it, it reminded me of him. Um, so anyway, so you can't cooperate in evil, and and also it's a little bit of um, it's also a little bit of the uh, ends don't justify the means, mm-hmm. right? Um, so the means of that material and the vaccine that it came to be the way they obtained it um, might be for a good purpose, or at least so they think, but um, they're, they're uh, doing it through evil means, right? right. The, okay. the end is good, but the and means it, are bad. Yeah. So I just say, in, in a sense, like, really, we're just cooperating with evil. What would you say, Zach? Well, I just, it's, the argument isn't quite apples to apples either, right? Because the moral, you now some people would argue, you know, <laughs> vegans and whatnot would argue this, but the moral connotation of of killing a cow is entirely different than, than that of taking a human life. And that's, that's where we have to draw the line is that, is that right. That, that was great. Yeah. That's that a Because a cow is not a human being. That's right. Okay. Now there are going to be people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who will say, well, it's already, you know, we, we, we have this vaccine. There's nothing I can do. You know, it's well, then, I mean, ultimately what it does, I mean, like ultimately the practical side of it is then it encourages the use of aborted go, right? stem cells, it, it fetal stem up, cells, right? It opens up and the so door. then it becomes a market. market. Then, it, you you know, then it becomes, then you're pushing Absolutely. the market higher by, you know, by participating or using it or whatever. Yep. That's a good answer. Right? So if you block it off, practically speaking, you know, if you, if you 
block it off at the beginning, then, then scientists will be forced to use actually what many, many, many studies have shown to be even more effective, which are adult stem cells. Right. Now, by the way, if you want to follow up on this and so you have a greater understanding, um, check out uh, Bishop Strickland from Tyler, Texas. Mm. He's got a whole thing on, on this, on uh, the, uh, the vaccine, you know, mm-hmm. if, if, because he's, he's said no way. Yeah, he was. He, he came out early against it, yeah. and um, you know he, he's such a great voice, uh, like so many should you know should be. Uh, he's a great example, I think, of what a shepherd ought to be mm-hmm. in this day and age, and um, speaking up, speaking clearly, you know, doing what he can to guide the flock. Good for him. Yep. yep. And so, congratulations to Zach. It exactly <laughs> yes. the that's the answer I was I was going to. I was, so now all, I was, of, our, all of our all of our trivia basically just depends on what's inside your head. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. What was the other thought you had? I, I have no other thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. But thank you. See, that's a great answer. The no, cow is not a human being. That's right. right. So it's hey. not immoral for me to eat the cow that's even right. though I don't kill animals. That's right. right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, like in you find this in the early parts of Genesis. We've talked about this before. Um, God created all things, and and then He told He created mankind last, and He said for mankind to subdue the earth. Put all things underneath you mm. in, a, in a stewardship, right? In a proper stewardship. No, mm. Don't abuse that which is given to you, but use it wisely. wisely. So, I mean, it's not the other way around. Sorry. Mm. Very cool. God okay, so now let's, let's... Before we get to him, I wanted to say a couple more things oh. uh, about some... You, you were just talking about... Um, I think you were talking about some good things that you'd come across, like your little gift of a guitar and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, never mind, by the way, shout out to... Um, did, I think we already shouted out... The, the cigars and the oh, Veronica? tequila. Yeah. yeah, another shout out to Veronica yeah. for all those delicious. Now, now by the way, how uh, was gifts. the how was the tequila? We opened the tequila last week after the podcast, and it was phenomenal. Wow, <laughs> I want to go to that. Rude in her hometown. Yeah, I want to go to that place and and. Uh, well, let's, some more. let's uh, maybe she'll bring us back. Some more. <laughs> not that I, not that we drink the entire bottle yet. But uh, okay. So anyway, so I wanted to tell you guys. Um, I had so speaking of being out there with Greg and that beautiful scenery. Um, I have recently this past week uh, also had some really nice experiences out there in the mountains hiking. Last night I was with a group of uh, Catholic families praying the Rosary out in just a park in, the, in Albuquerque. It was absolutely beautiful. What a great thing to be doing during the pandemic. Um, get together and uh, have this nice little, you know, Catholic family time together and, and bringing the kids in on it and praying the rosary, honoring Our Lady. Uh, what a beautiful uh, thing to be doing. I hope it happens more often. Now, and, can... uh, and you know who was there uh, as part of it? Uh, let me guess, the Britos. The Britos, <laughs> that very classy and stylish couple, the Britos. And I wanted to comment, because I told her I would, uh, on this uh, awesome like shirt that she had. She was like with this really nice blouse that she was wearing, very flowery and psychedelic. It kind of reminded me of a character on the 70s show. Mm. Yeah. And for a minute, I thought she was mm-hmm. maybe like a, yeah. a star from that 70s show. Yeah. Okay. In addition, and right before I got together with those good people to pray the rosary, I went over to my godson's mother, Sarah Ryan. Shout out to Sarah, uh, my favorite cook. And, uh, and she cooked up some grub that was out of this world. It's great. I hope Beulah doesn't. What if Beulah hears this podcast? And well, I, I'm, I don't know if she will or not, but it doesn't matter. Sarah's a great cook, and she can turn anything into uh, gold, and it was just delicious. Yeah. Okay. Makes these ham sandwiches out mm. of uh, Hawaiian bread and ham and Swiss cheese. Mm. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> See, that would sound good if I had not eaten at Big Louie's <laughs> Big <Boston>. Louie's <laughs> Okay. All right, moving right along. So speaking of all things good and uplifting... <laughs> Oh, now I want to just tag something, okay? So, um, oh, God, what's her name? Um, Elvita Elvita King, the niece of Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she's busy organizing to counter the protest and the riots, prayer prayer, prayer groups. Okay. okay? And um, because, as she said in an interview uh, the other day, it was last weekend uh, or this past weekend, or I think it was Friday, that... You know, the, these these riots, they're godless, and we need to bring God back. And this is the result, by the way. When you kick God out, well, guess what? Humans turn on each other. It's what happens, right? So if you uh, put God back in, then we turn to each other and for each other. All right, so 
I'm glad she's doing that. All right, so Zach Gard, tell us a little bit about you. You got a great family. How many kids you have? I have five, five kids. Five kids. Yep. Okay, so you came here from from Kansas or from Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and uh, so by yourself, just you and your family. Well, so technically yes, but my older brother and his wife and uh, okay. family they they live out here and they they've lived out here for about eight years. So. Okay, yes. so you... We had some family out here, yeah. We're, we're interested in you uh, <laughs> going from Mormonism to Catholicism. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll try and give you the uh, condensed version as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up in a, uh, a sect of Mormonism, um, so kind of a quick Mormon history. Um, when Joseph Smith Jr., the founder of Mormonism, uh, he was killed in Carthage, Illinois, left a vacancy obviously in the leadership of the church so brigham young took his group out to um salt lake city utah eventually and that became the lds movement um but then years later joseph smith's son whose name was also joseph smith joseph smith the third he took a group of people and he claimed presidency of the church and he took um, kind of the remaining group of people back to a little town in jackson county missouri called independence Okay, so in the same belief system, same pretty much? Um, less evolved. Um, Brigham basically, you know, once he got out to, to Utah, I mean, it was, I don't think it was even a state at that point. So he was really, and the whole goal was to make it their own country and, and really kind of, so they really had the freedom to just kind of do whatever they want. So kind of went whole hog on the polygamy, um, you know, a, a lot of the kind of crazier ideas that, that worked kind of just in its infancy when when mm. joseph smith jr um was killed so um so or so joseph smith the third um like i say he kind of resettled everybody in independence missouri where his father had had a quote-unquote revelation that that was where um the the city of zion would return so that the kingdom of god on earth would would come back physically to this spot in Independence, Missouri. So that be kind of became the world headquarters of the, the RLDS church. So Joseph Smith III um, kind of spends his life on a campaign to um, essentially Protestantize, mainstream Protestantize the, the Mormon faith. So um, denies polygamy, denies um, the Adam-God theory, and a, and a lot of those things. And it's a slow process. Um, so that becomes the RLDS Church. Well, then in 1984, the RLDS Church wants to introduce, um, like, women in the priesthood and some different, you know, more progressive ideas like that. Um, and so the church splits in, in 1984, and um, there's a small faction called the Restoration, which is more, quote-unquote, orthodox. Okay, so okay, wait, so, no, let me clear this up. So there was already the division, yeah. right? The, yeah. the group in Utah and then the uh-huh. group in... Yeah. So then that group in uh, Missouri split? Mm-hmm. In 1984. Okay. And, so they split off into two. Yeah, and, and and this is nothing new. I mean, throughout the history of Mormonism, this happens mm-hmm. constantly. One, it's just kind of a power struggle, and one guy says, oh, no, I'm I'm the new leader now. So, yeah, so this is nothing new. So... But the, so the group I grew up in is, is, is called the Restoration, um, and it had nothing to do with the, I think it was Alexander Campbell started a group called the Restorationists, um, completely separate. So, um, so yeah, I, I grew up in a, a splinter group of a splinter group of, of Mormonism. Um, so that's the kind of the backstory. Um, what kind of sent me on my journey um, was um, my brother, uh, like I said, about eight years ago. Uh, moved out here to the, the Albuquerque area, and um, he had already kind of been expressing some doubts and some some questions, of, you know, about doctrine and different things. Um, and he and I are, are very very close, so we we talk about everything. And um, but when he moved away out here, um, he really thought things through and got a hold of some different information. Is kind of able to to take a step back. And so w- one night, you know, we were talking over the phone, and and he told me listen, we've left the church. I'm, I'm no longer a part of the church. I can't believe it anymore. Um, and so I knew that was going to hit our family like a, like a nuclear bomb. I mean, it was just going to be a huge fallout. Now um, with your parents and my parents and my, so, um, it's the, the, the church structure is, you know, it's a, what they call a lay priesthood. So there's no paid profet or, you know, full-time ministry. Um, so my dad is what they call the office of elder um, in the church. Uh, my oldest brother 
as an elder still currently uh, brad my brother who who left he was an elder um, i was ordained a deacon at 14 and then a priest at 20 something like that so um so i was i was an ordained minister in that faith and everything so our family is very entrenched um in that in that world and um anyway and so sunday get-togethers and we talked we talked church and politics i mean that's what we that's what we did you know and we weren't weren't really a sport family so we talked church and politics so (laughs) um so i knew you know for myself i I needed to decide where where i was going to come down on, on this you know um and so that sent me on a a journey of investigation and um and prayer and self-reflection and you know everything else um and it it really made me realize how i had how little i had taken my faith seriously or taken theology seriously um any of that stuff and so um I kind of, I basically had a couple core questions that I, I needed resolved. Um, the m- main thing about all the Mormon churches is they, they make the claim that they're the one true church mm-hmm. restored by, by God, right? That all the other churches kind of, they got it wrong, failed and the Mormonism brought it back. So they claim, a th- a, you know, hierarchical authority and, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to kind of speak you know, for God, you know, so to speak. Okay. So if you had these groups now, three groups, right? Yeah. Oh, there's dozens. I mean, yeah. Okay. So, so, oh, there's more fracturing. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. So which one is the right, you know what I'm saying? It's right. Like, so yeah. are they all saying they're all right? Yeah. Or, or is it, oh, we're real and they're not, you know? Yeah. And in a lot of the smaller ones, nobody really even notices. Um, they're all very cult-like i mean to be honest you know Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's usually one guy who Mm -hmm. says oh god came to me in a dream and yeah and and i'm i'm the new prophet or whatever um so the 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 kind of the bigger factions it's it's always a murky (laughs) you know we all kind of acknowledge our common ancestry but you know well Mm -hmm. i can't acknowledge your baptism because you're an lds mormon and they don't acknowledge ours you know and and vice versa and so yeah so it's always uh just a mess of, of figuring mm. out yeah who 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 has the authority in mm-hmm. the one re- restored true church right mm-hmm. um so authority became a very central issue for me um my question was you know if if this church that i grew up in didn't have authority then it stands to reason you know either they do or they don't and if they don't then who does who has the real authority mm-hmm. right um so that was kind of my my first question um, simultaneously, um, I was kind of going through a real rough patch personally in my life, um, before our, I mean, like weeks, I think it was the week of, um, the, uh, that my second daughter had been born. Um, my boss came to me and, and said, uh, Hey, you don't have a job anymore. Oh, that, right. So that, uh, we had just had our, our second baby. Hurts. I lost my job. Um, there was all this kind of stuff going on with my, my faith life. Um, and so just to make ends meet, you know, I was doing construction jobs or, you know, just demo and different stuff. Um, and I got on with the, the city doing animal control. And um, when you start out in animal control, you start out as a pooper scooper. You, you clean the cages and, mm-hmm. and you, clean them at, you clean them at five in the morning and you clean them on Christmas Day. And, you know, it's, just, it's a miserable <laughs> atmosphere to mm-hmm. be in. Um, so that's kind of what I was going through personally. Um, so I started on this journey, um, and and as I began to ask questions, things like, "What is worship? What is what is actual worship supposed to be? Is it supposed to look a certain way?" Um, those kinds of things start popping up. So, kind of fast forward through you know a few years, um, we were still meeting with the restoration group, and I was I had basically been inactive for a long time, and it was my wife who said, "Listen, we got to give our kids something." we got to do something here. So I was making a genuine effort to, um, to try and get back to, to church. And, um, we were meeting with this group of, of genuinely good people, but there was one Sunday, um, that the lady, she was leading a kind of a song service, worship you know, service. And she said, uh, you know, I was at a baseball game and, and we, we did the wave at the baseball game for this, for this team. And, 
I just thought, if we can do that for a baseball team, we should do it for Jesus. And so she led the congregation in doing the wave for, for Jesus. And I just sat there and I thought, there's got to be more to worship, praise and worship yeah. than this. Um, That's a bit goofy. Yeah. And, and, and I don't even do it at the baseball game because <laughs> it's embarrassing. I don't want to be seen on the Jumbotron doing the wave. You're yeah. such a non-joiner. That's when I get You're up a party to go get pooper, a beer. Father. I know. I don't recommend so, doing it in church, but... So, uh, so there's a lot of a lot of things like that going on, um, and so basically, I um, I just started looking at different different options, um, and I was intrigued by by older high church type you know um, settings, um, but uh, you know when I investigated the Methodist Church and the Lutheran Church and the Anglican Church, the thing that they all led me to was one guy who stood up for one reason or another and said, no, you're all wrong. I'm right. This is the, this is the church. Yeah. I start my own gig now. Right. right? So, Hmm. and the thing was, I mean, maybe, maybe the doctrines weren't as out there and everything, but it, it's the same scenario as, as the church I grew up in. Right. And it was the same story that Joseph Smith told that, Hey, you're all wrong. I'm right. New church. And, um, I, I never considered Catholicism. It was a million miles. I mean, it wasn't even one of the op- options, right? And so, um, so kind of as things <laughs> escalated, uh, a couple a couple things happened. Um, I was still working for animal control, and um, uh, it was just at rock bottom. Um, I you know had basically come to the conclusion that I. I could no longer be a part of the church that I had grown up in at that point was not even sure what I believed about Jesus. If I believed in Jesus, you know, was pretty much ready to walk away from religion altogether. Um, and so one day I was in the truck and the way the the system was set up was that we just had a screen of calls that would pop up and, um, we just picked whichever call we were closest to. And so, um, I see this one call and I, okay, I'll take that. So I drive over and, um, and answer the call, take care of the problem, whatever. And so I go to talk to the, the person who had called and make, make the complaint and, uh, very nice people and talk to them for a little bit. And I, I got back into my truck and I was doing paperwork and, uh, I look up and on the, the bumper of the van of the guy who had called to complain, um, there was a bumper sticker that said, um, Catholic radio. 1090 AM, I think was the, mm. the call numbers. Cool. And, um, mm. <laughs> and so I, I, I stopped there and, and, you know, did for whatever reason that, that clicked. And I thought, you know, the Catholic church is the one church I haven't even looked at because they're crazy and I know it. <laughs> and well, we are a bit nutty. Right. No <laughs> and doubt. so, I said, so my prayer was, God, I'm going to turn the radio on to Catholic radio and I'm going to give you 15 minutes and that will be my due diligence into the world's oldest Christian, (laughs) you know, edifice. Um, I'm going to give you 15 minutes and as soon as they start talking about worshiping Mary and the saints and all the crazy stuff I already know. Um, I will be, I will have been proven right. And I am going to carry on with my, you know, walking away from religion. And, uh, and I turned it on and the, it was just topic after topic after topic was everything I had been looking for. Everything I didn't know I had been looking for. And, um, so for the next um, year or so, I, you know, I, I, my job was to drive around in a truck. So I had Catholic radio on all the time. So kind of, I think just before uh, I had made that discovery, um, I had come across a, a writing, a political writing from this um, English author and it was hilarious. And I, so I was following this guy's writings on Facebook and they were all political and they aligned a lot with my, my political views. Um, 
and I didn't know much about him. I just knew that he was Christian and, you know, he was English. And so uh, I went into my local, you know, Protestant Christian bookstore and um, I was looking for a book called What's Wrong with the World by G.K. Chesterton. That's the, <laughs> the guy who was writing. Yeah. Mm. And, um, and so I, I, I found, I went to the, I think, finally wound up in the classics section or something and there was one book by G.K. Chesterton and, and it wasn't the book I wanted, um, but it was The Everlasting Man. And um, I pulled it out, and I thought, this isn't the book I want. I'm not going to buy it. But I looked at the cover, and it said, the book C.S. Lewis credits for his conversion. And I'd grown up with C.S. Lewis and, and hearing it, uh, with his writings. And so I thought, that's a, that's a bold statement. That, that deserves to be <laughs> you know, investigated. And so I began reading G.K. Chesterton, not knowing he was Catholic, not knowing mm-hmm. you know, his conversion story until, until a little bit later. Um, and so those things kind of converged, um, Chesterton and, and Catholic radio. Um, and then, um, so I was coming home, you know, at the, in the evening and saying, Hey honey, did, did you know that actually there's a really good explanation for this thing that Catholics believe? And she was kind of giving me the, you know, the, the raised eyebrow, yeah, like, what are you, eye. yeah, what are you, what are you doing? What's, yeah, what's going on? Eye there. And, uh, <laughs> And then, um, kind of the, the final push over the edge, um, they, on the radio, everyone kept talking about this, um, very obscure saint, St. Augustine, that as a growing up pseudo Mormon, I had never heard of St. Augustine. And yet all these Catholics mm-hmm. seem to know about this guy, St. Augustine. And the more I heard about his story, I thought, man, this is, this is something I need to, to read. So went and picked up a copy of, uh, of the confessions mm-hmm. and read through that. And, um, and then kind of it, along the way I met, uh, there, a lady started working at the office there and she was, uh, Eastern Orthodox. And so I went to a few liturgies with her and that was the first time I'd ever experienced, mm-hmm. uh, liturgy Beautiful, right? and blew me away and I didn't understand it. I didn't know what was going on, but all I knew was excuse me, um, that after I had experienced liturgy, that that was that worship-shaped, mm-hmm. you know, hole in my heart. And yeah, I, yeah. I wanted it, you know, so badly. And so, um, so spent a little time with, with the good Eastern Orthodox people. Um, but I, I just had this sense in my heart that I needed to give, mm-hmm. give Rome its, its uh, you know, chance. Uh, so I really just picked the the first uh or one of the closest parishes to us it was a beautiful old historic building with stained glass windows and it was everything i wanted catholicism to mm-hmm. look like right and and the and, that that's how our new church is going to look yeah absolutely hope so <laughs> uh, yeah it'll happen <laughs> and um so i wrote the the rcia director i said hey listen i'm not ready to join but i have some questions is rcia the place for me mm-hmm. or you know what and he's like yeah absolutely you need to you know you sign up he's like you don't you're not signing on the dotted line. There's no contract. You just come to RCIA and, and um, you can ask questions and kind of, well, that was in April and RCIA didn't start till September. And uh, so probably on a weekly, if not daily basis, <laughs> I was emailing him, hey, what about this thing? Hey, what about this? Hey. And so um, so finally he uh, he wrote me or called me. He said, come to my office tomorrow. So okay. So I came by and he had a stack of books on his, his desk and he said, read these, um, you know, from, from now till September. So, so for that, you know, spring and summer, I, I read through those books. Um, and honestly, by, by the time RCIA rolled around, I was, I was pretty ready to, so you taught the class. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, I didn't, didn't. probably could have, did not, but, uh, um, but it was, you know, it was a great experience and, and met some, some beautiful yeah. people in, in RCIA and, Very cool. um, and that was you know, one of the things people ask a lot is, is well, what did your wife think of this? Mm-hmm. And um, in the one of the funny moments, kind of looking back, was um, like I said, she was the one that was like, "Hey, we need to be active. We need to, you know." So mm-hmm. she was always the one waking up on Sundays, dragging me out of bed, and, you know, pushing me out the door, and, um, and I was less than enthusiastic. And once we once we started going to St. Mary or um, had discovered St. Mary's, um, I was waking up on my own, you know, and going, Hey, do you mind if I go to mass? I'm going to, I'm going to go to mass. And, um, so I think for her, you know, one of the, the, 
the biggest things um, that she saw was just my own mm-hmm. personal conversion that I uh-huh. was I was behaving so much differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, you know, years later, um, she looked at me. She made some comment about, "Well, you're happy now." I said, "What?" And she said, "Well, you you put up a good show for a lot of years, but she's like, but it wasn't until we you know we entered the church that that you're you're genuinely happy." And, uh, so there's, you know, there's all those, uh, that's cool subtleties that women are are better at noticing than men. But, um, so yeah, so that was, um, kind of my experience in a nutshell. So, you know, the, the animal control job, I hated it. I hated every day of that job, but you know, that uh, looking, but looking that back, you know, I, that was the, the vehicle that the the Holy spirit used to get me to that place where, you know, I, I looked at that bumper sticker and gave it a shot, shot, and then I had the time to drive around listening to Catholic radio, you know, so. Um, well, you know, God draws straight with crooked lines, and listen, you know, we, the story from the Old Covenant uh, text, you know, how the Lord, after he, he brought his people out of uh, Egypt, you know, he didn't take them on a straight line to the promised land. They did this crazy course yep. through deserts and through the sea and everything else, so that's how the Lord operates. Yeah. So he, you know, you had to work at a a dog shelter picking up the stuff, man. Yep. So, but it led you to where you found your happiness. Absolutely. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. yeah so. so, you know, Scott Hahn, by the way, you're mentioning the liturgy. How beautiful yeah. Scott Hahn and his conversion story talks about the time he, you know, first time he slipped into the back, he didn't want to be right. seen. Right. So he <laughs> slipped into the back of the chapel and at the elevation of the host, he said, he knew, he said, my Lord and my God, he just yeah. knew, yeah. you know? That's awesome. Yep. Great it's story. really beautiful. I, I feel yeah. like we don't even really need to do a gospel commentary this week. Really? I mean, honestly, <laughs> and this is why. Because I've, you know, they, I've always heard it said that testimonies, personal testimonies, really bear out God's activity in our lives and all the education that brings, right? And to hear it now, I mean, like Zach, speaking his own testimony, has his own perspective of that testimony, right? But to be hearers of that testimony, like St. Paul testifies to uh, in the New Testament, uh, we become inspired, encouraged, and also like educated, really spiritually educated. What I just heard play out in the story, the real life story of Zach Gard and his mm-hmm. <laughs> coming to the Catholic faith um, is the gospel. Mm-hmm. The farmer found the pearl of great price That's and he right. sold everything he had That's right. to purchase that field so that he could have that pearl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, and then of course, you know, you, there's the other, uh, in the, in the longer form of the gospel this past week, we, you know, we have the story of the, the fish that are caught up in the mm-hmm. net and, mm-hmm. um, well, the bush, right? The bush, the little tiny well, mustard Latin. seed that grows into a great bush. And the, and the, and the birds come to, and land on its That was branches. from last week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, so, I mean, really and truly, like, what we just heard in personal, you know, testimony of life and how God worked through your life, Zach, is essentially like a con- God's own commentary on these truths that he taught us through... Um, you know, through his yeah. teaching on earth. Right. So uh, I, I will agree. Man. I will agree. We, but we, that was the gospel for this past. Seems weekend. like to me. I mean, okay. I, that's really beautiful. <clears throat> really beautiful. Uh, okay. what, a, what a great story. And I'll tell you what, um, you know, the reason that Zach and I know each other is because, yeah. uh, I'm friends with the, what the priest that used to be his pastor, mm-hmm. father Matthew Bartulica out there at St. Mary's independence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Missouri, beautiful church remodel, by the way, if you want to look up yep. uh, church yeah, remodels. Um, of course, I don't know if anything will compare to the church uh, building that's going to happen <laughs> here at St. John Vianney, but um, that place uh, underwent yeah. an incredible renovation. Yeah. Very, you know, uh, really indicative of the, the renovations that have to go on in our own souls. Yeah. Right. I mean, sometimes they're minor renovations that just kind of beautify what's already there. Sometimes they completely like take uh, take the old, throw it out and bring in the new. I mean, what impresses me about a story like yours, Zach, uh, and other people who have gone through that same conversion is the um, how like psychologically jarring it must be. Like you said, you know, you were confronting an option that wasn't even an option, right, in the Catholic Church um, for the longest time. But yet, by going through, by being patient with yourself and with God and allowing yourself to be led, which is a really great openness of heart, um, and opening your will to his, you got led 
to the place that made you the happiest, testified to by your right. own wife's and, uh, intuition and observation. And I have to say, too, that, that the atmosphere there at that parish, um, there's just a there was a beauty and a sense of community and then the people were so so welcoming and um so we my my family and i we ended up entering the church um at easter and then by that following october uh father matt came to me and he said hey how would you like to do this uh the full time you want to come on parish staff and so um so i got to spend the first three years of of entering the the church um Mm -hmm. just day in and day out just just basking in it and and uh you know i basically got paid to read things and then teach things and it was it was the best uh for me it was the best possible uh, uh atmosphere to to have come into the church in so so thank brilliant thank That's god really for that thank, thank father matt for taking a chance on <laughs> yeah on <a> newbie <laughs> so yeah, okay, good so dude now by the I, way that parish that's mm-hmm. that parish mm-hmm. where where he converted and mm-hmm. and all that and there at saint mary's that's where the um the uh, professional NFL kicker oh, yeah. for the Harrison Kansas Bucker. City Chiefs yep. goes to Mass, goes to Latin, in fact, serves the Latin Mass. Yep. Uh, Bucker. Yeah, that's Bucker. Him, right? What's his first name? Harrison. Harrison Bucker. Yeah. yeah. In fact, Harrison Bucker, I found out when I stopped through Kansas City last time, Harrison Bucker doesn't even just serve the Latin Mass, he's in charge of the servers. Can you imagine the number of boys that are going to sign up for that server program yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when they find out there's an NFL player <laughs> doing yeah, the we were, we were struggling getting, they're, they're all struggling getting the, the boys interested they, in that. And, yeah, they could care he, less uh, about he started yeah. serving. And then, <laughs> exactly. I think it's great. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so on. I have a little bit of a trivia. Yeah, I think we yeah. should. Okay, so remember last week? It yeah, was, we did a little Get to Know Me. People loved it, by the way. Yeah. It got a lot of rave reviews. Did it? Rave reviews, <laughs> okay. yep. Got a lot, a, lot, a lot of Get to Know okay, Me so questions, is, and this will be something along those so same there, lines. So, you know, it's just your personal preference, okay? Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, personal let, preferences. Yeah, here we go. Communion on the tongue, kneeling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, wait. I have to wait for the question. Okay, <laughs> okay here we go. Ready? This one, uh, I, I already know. Cigar or pipe? Pipe. Okay. Cigar and pipe. <laughs> no. Because I'm other. a both and kind of guy. <laughs> no. That's our Catholic You faith. have to pick one of We don't other. always have to choose. You know, St. Maximilian, Our Lady appeared to him and said, do you want the red crown or the white crown? The red crown of martyrdom or the white crown of purity? And he said both. And he got them. Okay. I'm a little bit of both. Uh, I probably smoke more cigars lately than pipe. Okay. The pipe, uh, the pipe and the cross. That's where. Okay. Ameri- American or Japanese? <laughs> What? Um, what? Could be a car. Could be like a car. Products. You mean material products. Material products. I always buy American. Do you? Yeah, absolutely. Now, I love, I love Japanese people, and I'm sure Japan is a fine country. It'd be cool to visit someday, but uh, if you're talking about commerce, I buy American. I buy only Toyotas. As I say, I have to, have to go to Japan on really? that one. Cause, yeah. Wow, I don't feel like you're very good patriots. <laughs> you watch the patriots, but you're not a patriot. <laughs> Okay, ready? John Wayne or, or Clint Eastwood? Oh, boy. That's tough. John Wayne for me. Really? Yeah, absolutely. That is tough. My dad was a huge Clint Eastwood fan, but I'm uh, I, I do I've love always Clint been Eastwood, a John Wayne I, fan. Yeah, I, I think I'll have to go John Wayne on that I'm one. I'm going Clint Eastwood. Are you? Yeah. What's your favorite uh, Clint Eastwood? Oh, man. Now, what? that's a good one. Um, uh, High Plains Drifter. Uh, good, the good, good, Bad, bad and the Ugly. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah, they he like great great movies. Now John Wayne, the Cowboys, the my Cowboys, favorite. you got to yeah, that. You got to have that movie under your yeah. belt. <laughs> okay, under your ready? gun belt partner. <laughs> uh, mountains or beach? I'm gonna say mountains. Both. Mountains <laughs> in the winter, you beach in the summer. You, you got to have both. You got you, you got to go skiing when the ski season, and then you got to go down right. and uh, start surfing. Okay, Apple or Microsoft? Apple. I've never been an Apple product person, I'm an Apple so person. I'm a Microsoft guy. <laughs> I have an Android phone. I have a PC. I, <laughs> okay, yeah. now I hope you know who this person is, the first name I mentioned. Uh, can, it's kind of uh, political, but Candace Owen or Nancy Pelosi? Uh, Candace Owen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's not hard one. <laughs> what did we say on the very beginning, like the very first episode, I think we said, we were like, we're not going to yeah, discuss no, no politics. <laughs> but Candace you know, Owen all the way. Uh, Candace I, Owen is a very righteous uh, voice, I think, in If uh, I were a single guy, politics. I would marry that girl. <laughs> yeah, well. She's the bomb. You're not, though. I'm so not. So. You're already married to the church. <laughs> yeah, okay, ready? Uh, organ or piano? This has to do with the church. Organ or piano? Oh, related to the church? Yeah. Also well, organ. Yeah. The organ is the only technically allowed instrument 
in liturgical music, just okay. P.S. But that, Other than the human voice, which okay, takes predominance. We're not talking about what's allowed okay. or, okay, the rules, just what I prefer, prefer? Well, I mean, because I prefer, you know, following the rules mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. <laughs> okay, organ or guitar? <laughs> organ or guitar? As in church, church or outside? In, oh. in church. No, organ. No, organ all the way. Yeah. yeah. I'm just not a fan of the guitar. I love the guitar, you know, outside of church I settings. Like I like the guitar. I love going to, you know, a at little, the blues club. I love going to a, a bougie type, you know, place to get a martini and listen to a <laughs> piano player. I don't like any of that in the church. Right. So, so we uh, shortly after we had entered the church, it was a very very orthodox uh, parish, and uh, the music was, was beautiful, classical, and everything. Well, we took a trip um, up to Michigan, and we went to a parish. And our assumption was just that every parish was the same, like right. It's, Catholic right, one Catholic church. parish one, is one the same as the same. next. Yeah, we walk in further from these, the truth. Like, <laughs> it was one of these mega parishes, and the choir came out, and every one of them, I mean, there's probably 30 of them, had a guitar strapped on. <laughs> and wow. I, I looked at my wife, and I was like, what have we come to? I, didn't, I just didn't even recognize <laughs> guitar it. Guitar lessons yeah, and but, Sunday Mass. Yeah, I'm one. not into the guitar mass. <laughs> uh, okay, so Monty Python's Flying Circus or Saturday Night Live? Monty Python. Yeah, Python. Okay. Yeah, definitely in that in that matchup. Okay, but now you know there's there's you know you've got the early Saturday Night Live, and then what the yeah, what they have it, now is not worth yeah. watching. Yeah, they, no, it's not. It's not even funny in my opinion. Yeah, they've suffered the, in their writing. Okay, so the old Saturday Night Live. I think. Python. I mean, I, the old Saturday Night Live is okay too. I mean, I still think Python is wittier. Monty okay. Python's writing is wittier. Okay, Eddie Van More Halen. E, uh, Eddie Van Halen or Stevie Ray Vaughan. That one's easy, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Say, in all honesty, I've only ever heard Stevie, or between the two, I've only heard Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I listened to more Van Halen growing up just because that's what I was exposed to. But uh, I've come to realize that I think Stevie Ray Vaughan is more talented. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay, and then final question. This is a hard one. Goodfellas or Godfather? Man. Do I get disqualified for saying I've never seen Goodfellas? Really? I don't. I don't know. watch. I don't watch mobster movies. I've seen good. I've seen, I've, I mean, seen life is what? life is mobster enough. I don't <laughs> oh need to watch a movie about hey, they're it. Both fabulous movies. <laughs> uh, the language in Goodfellas, though, boy, and the violence. Yeah. Mm. So wow, watch out. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, I was never. I could never handle the violence and, mm. and so in the movies and Hollywood and whatnot. Yeah. Mm. What are you gonna do? Yeah. So I have a cigar review. Okay, do it. Cigar review time. Smoke you wish your girlfriend would. Okay, do you have anything? Uh, tobacco? Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I have not smoked a cigar recently. Um, I plan to tonight. <laughs> okay. And I'm probably going to have one that I've reviewed before, which is the rum barrel, uh, the rum barrel aged Camacho Nicaraguan, mm. but uh, which is a really nice cigar, and they sell it in various sizes. Um, but I was going to mention something that happened to me about a week ago. I went and actually bought some pipe tobacco. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was, you know, really excited. It sounded like a good... I've never tried the, this particular tobacco. I think it was Cornell and Deal Autumn Evening or something like that. And uh, the, the tasting notes uh, that it mentioned on the product sounded good. Well, um, I paid, you know, paid uh, about $15, I think, for it. Took it home, smoked it, and didn't like it at all. Really? So I'm out fifteen dollars for where? an ounce, ounce and a half of <laughs> tobacco. That's dead. Um, no, I, I think it was uh, Monty's or somewhere like that. They have a nice pipe selection, actually, and good tobacco. Well, anyway, That's point being that for, uh, um, that I just didn't like it. And I wanted to bring it up because sometimes it is going to be the case that you're going to buy a cigar, you're going to buy some pipe tobacco, right. mm-hmm. and you're going to get it home and smoke it and realize you don't like it. Mm-hmm. You know what? But you know, a no is just as good as a yes sometimes because it helps you to, to figure out what you do like. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, $15, okay, fine. That's, I'm, I'm not happy about that. But at the same time, it helped me to right. understand yep. more what, uh, what my flavor profile preferences are. And, you know, so sometimes it happens. Well, see, yeah. with the cigar, you can't do – it's not like, you know, you go to the bar and say, hey, can I try, you know, can I get a sample of – this particular ale and they right. give you the shot. Yeah. You can't do that with cigars, you know? Or yeah, no, when, you know, once you light up, you're yeah, in they, it. they don't like it when you go around sampling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you some sample that and you throw it right. back in the box. Yeah, so, Especially now with COVID. You know? Yeah. Well, I went, I did immediately go home and uh, order from pipesandcigars.com <laughs> a pipe okay. tobacco I really enjoy, which is called, um, I think it's made by Sutliff, um, and it's called Molto Doce. 
Moto Luigi. Because it has an Italian name and it tastes really good. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> anyway. Hey, you, you smoke. You're an avid uh, I smoke pipe, yeah. So I have found, since moving out here, a Stag has a really good blend. It's just called the Santa Fe Number no. 2. And that's been my, my go-to. Santa Fe number two. Yeah. Now, Stag is way up in the heights, by the way. It is in the heights. Yeah. But, you know, you like can get there. Or That's something. why they make cars. Montgomery and Wontabo, yeah. Yeah. It's right by, it's not too far from my brother's house, so that's why okay. he Very pointed cool. me in that direction. So. It used to be in my old neighborhood where I grew up. Really? Yeah. You lived up in there. You bank in, uh, yeah, Constitution. Wow. Okay, so I smoked the um, Monte Cristo, and this was a gift from uh, Dan Foley, a friend of mine. Um, so last week he, uh, we were hanging out and he gave me the, um, the Monte Cristo Epic number seven. Okay. And, uh, so I'll just read, you know, is the, um, it's, um, a Dominican and Nicaraguan filler and, uh, has the Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Okay. They say it's exquisite blend that imparts pleasant notes of spice, cocoa, nut, earth, um, earth meanings like dirt and uh, coffee. Okay, a creamy and woody smoke with salty hints of leather. It is a large, medium-bodied cigar that is pleasant, easy going, and uh, quite tasty. And I will agree with that because I enjoyed it. Six-inch uh, um, uh, cigar, fifty-two ring gauge and dark skinned and i smoked it right down to my fingers and it was yummy and i would uh, highly recommend that's the what's the name of the monte cristo there the um yeah it's the epic uh number seven by monte cristo epic number seven yep. very cool very nice they also make the inspirato that you were talking about mm. before right yeah last, last podcast yeah that was cool. good man all right that's so awesome no 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 that's that's not right the uh inspirato was uh that's Macanudo. Oh, that's Macanudo. Yeah, which I had one of those last week, Did but you, I already... Yeah, you like the Macanudo Inspirato and the Monte Cristo Epic Number 4. Yes, but of course, my favorite would be... <laughs> Is the... Padrone 7000. Padrone 7000. Natural. Hey, you reason, know what? I just had a revelation while you were talking. I got, I got, I kind of got lost in your really fine description that sounded a little bit like Will. I thought yeah, I was right. listening to Will there for a minute. Mm. Um, all those notes about butter and yeah. butterscotch Not, and caramel and all that. Asphalt. Uh, I just had a revelation. Concrete. I can have two favorite cooks. I don't have to have just one. Oh, yeah. We can yeah so Beulah and Sarah can oh, be okay, both sure. my favorite cooks. Sure. In fact, I, I, even more profound than that, I realized that my favorite cook is anybody who feeds me. <laughs> just saying. Uh, he just just putting yeah. that out there for. Yeah, I'm just putting that out there. Well, it looks like, he might be interested. Well, it looks like a lot of people are feeding him these days. <laughs> COVID twenty. I told you. You know, I that I, I have that COVID gut thing. So they're saying I have the COVID brain. I have the COVID dreams. Yeah. The COVID brain, you forget stuff. The right. COVID dreams, you have wild dreams. I'm having yeah. all of it. I've got the you know, COVID gut going on. You know, some people just call that getting old. <laughs> but if you can call it, <laughs> you can call it what you want. <laughs> All right. Hey, are we wrapped up here? Yeah, we've got cigars uh, to smoke, friends. Yeah, we do. As a, as okay, a so listen, we, we didn't do, again, just want to clear this up. We're not doing the gospel review or the... The, you know, the, well, we didn't include the gospel, but we, but I really well, we do did. feel like, you know, of we course did. we brought it up and we, and it was, it really was clearly, in my opinion. How can we top that? You can't. <laughs> we can't you absolutely top can't. That. You can't top the action of the Holy Spirit in we someone's life. top that. And, and, you know, we do well, in fact, just a, I don't know, just a reminder, I guess, for all of us, like St. Paul says, don't be afraid to share the testimony that you have because it's the, it's the, it's the best educator. It's the best way to spread the gospel is just to see how God works in your life and has worked mm-hmm. and then share that with, with one another. Share that with people. Let them be encouraged and then let them share uh, in right. return. Okay. Say uh, thanks for joining us. Now, listen, uh, we need some reviews. Uh, go to, uh, and I didn't check to see if we got any new reviews, but uh, <laughs> could you look real quick? So why? I have no way of checking. Oh, well, I'm not very tech okay, savvy. Okay, stall. T- you yeah, know, just pretend banter, like banter. Will is. We can't stall. We have cigars to smoke. We have visitors <laughs> coming to smoke them with us. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so I'll just say this and kind of my attempt to tie it to the gospel readings the um sunday it struck me when you talked about you know the kingdom of god is like casting a net um and the like i said the church i grew up in it was always this idea that like if if we did something did all the right things then the kingdom of god would eventually come um and yet jesus makes it pretty plain through all those parables right that the kingdom of god is here we participate here. in it 
and um, and don't be afraid to to throw those nets out because you never know when a that's right. Poor, desperate animal control officer is going to see your bumper sticker right. or talk to you about Amen. your you rosary in your catch. window or, um, you know. Yeah, think of um, that. And, and like listen, somebody just put a, a, um, a bumper sticker, you know, from Catholic Radio on their bumper and <laughs> right. it totally was used and, by God. And, and you know, the, the really cool thing, the thing came full circle was that at the, the Good Thursday liturgy, um, I was sitting there in the church. This was the Easter. We entered the church and I looked over and I saw that guy wow. sitting in the pew and I recognized him and I walked That's over and I said, cool did you call animal control last year? And he looked up at me all weird. And I was like, listen, I'm here because you're a bumper sticker. I just wanted you to know that. And he was like, whoa. So, yeah. Wow. And you know, some of the greatest Catholics I know were people who were at one time, not only not Catholic, but some Carrie Kangas, okay, was anti-Catholic. Yeah. Okay. And came into the church and now there are big leaders in the church and and they're, they're communities, you know, and so that's an awesome thing. Oh, there's one thing I want to mention, okay, because yeah, last week and the week before, I was complaining about Total Wine being empty, so I went in there, you know, they're, 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 they're humidor, yeah. It's just de- empty. Pick, so I picked through. I go in there the other day, loaded. stocked full. And I bought myself two boxes of hot drones. <laughs> no, it's not 550 it's bucks. for them. 500 bucks, man. Boom, out the door I went. Wow. All right. So, All hey, thanks for, sure. and you're okay. both welcome back anytime. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And uh, say your buys and then the other stuff with the website, blah, blah, blah. Oh, if you want to <laughs> donate to our church, sjvnm.org. We got a donation to this church from New York City because of this podcast. Hey. Oh, wow. Thanks, awesome. New York City. Yeah, there you go. New That's York cool. City. Awesome. Yep. Okay. So, bye. Until next time, we'll be back and we might. Arrivederci. <laughs> Adios. Looking for exceptional coffee delivered fresh to your door? We have the answer. Our friends at Grim Bean Coffee produce small-batch artisan coffee using top-tier coffee beans. The coffee is roasted when you order, guaranteeing the freshest coffee possible. Check out Breadbox Roasts, a new line of Catholic-themed coffees available at www. Dot grimbeancoffee.com forward slash redboxmedia. Experience coffee like never before.